everybody. Howdy. Welcome into the Mountaineer Sports Insider. Tanner Lambert and Luke Blaine sitting here with you on this fine Sunday evening. Uh, we were pretty busy this week. We planned on recording earlier. I promise we can tell you that. But uh, I did the spring game yesterday, which you could have caught live on U92, the Moose. And then. All right, we're back. Sorry, we lost. I don't know what my train of thought was going. Oh, it was about the portal and stuff. But um, so, like, you know, things happen. But you, if you have a better opportunity somewhere else, you know, in your personal life, you're going to probably take that opportunity. You can't get mad at college guys for doing the same thing. Everybody wants to get to that next level. And, you know, there may be opportunities for some guys to come in here and join West Virginia to make them better too, right? It's a trade-off. You can't not like the transfer portal in football and be yelling about how football guys are leaving the football program here, but then be like, oh, look at what Hugs is doing. This team's going to the final. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And I feel like that's, you know – something that that can happen i'm not really trying to specifically talk about just here it happens everywhere but like you can't like it in one instance and then not like it the other way so you know i think it's a good thing overall and so it closes on uh april 30th uh is when Mm -hmm. the transfer portal closes so we'll see i bet there's still some movement from just about every team uh brown said yesterday we're maybe looking at a couple other guys some other spots of need maybe We'll see. And then the other the other thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, if I if I can add. Yeah, go ahead. Go if ahead. If I can add with what I was saying. Uh, with CJ Donaldson, you know, everybody was freaking out whenever he took all the WVU stuff out of his bio on Instagram, everything like that. But now he's back. He's here. And unless, you know, he just up and hits the transfer portal, which from the sound of him in the press conference, I just don't think that's something he'll do. I... Obviously, C.J. Donaldson, the premier running back that everybody was raving over last year, he sees something worth sticking around for here at WVU. So I really think that fans should have a little bit more optimism heading into this football season. That's all for me, Tim. Oh, okay. Well said. Well said. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I, did, yeah, I was just making I yield my time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, so... The other thing I wanted to mention, because we didn't get to, was old, big, old, not old, not not little, but big Jimmy Bell Jr. Uh, that was pretty cool to see yesterday. Oh, well. You know, they're going to talk about it this week. I think Brown might keep him. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I really do. You Brown was hyping him up quite a bit. Obviously, the only penalty called yesterday was on Jimmy Bell. Um, yeah, that's like the, that's the only play I really like sought out Jimmy Bell and watched and I was like oh you know <laughs> so I was like uh, well he course, hasn't played you know, football since high school but uh yeah absolutely Neil Brown but, did make sure know. to point out that uh Jimmy Bell has like an 87 plus inch wingspan and most you know tackles only have about an 84 inch wingspan and his arms are just so darn long and he is so big to where it's like yeah that guy could be an it factor and the other thing you got to think about too is the blind side for Garrett Green is on the right side And that would be where Jimmy Bell would be playing, which is something that I don't know if many people have really thought about because he's a lefty. Wait, Nico? Nico He's left-handed. Nico. You said. Yeah, so the blind side for a left. Nico or Green? If it's Nico, the blind side is on the right because he's a left-handed quarterback. Yeah, well, I thought you said Green the first time. Oh, no, if I did, I apologize. I was talking about Nico. So that would, I mean, they might just move the left tackle over. But theoretically, Jimmy Bell would be you know, blocking the blind side of Nico if Nico's in the game. And then if Garrett's in the game, you know, he's just blocking the right side. But I just think that that was interesting. 
he was tweeting some stuff about it and thinking about, you know, decisions to make, decisions to make. But I think that'd be a really cool story, and I'm sure something, you know, every away team's going to get sick of. Oh, look at this. It's Jimmy Bell. He played basketball for the winningest coach in Division One football. You know, I always feel like those are the stories we have to hear about other teams. You know, I, I love the positivity around stuff that goes on here. And sometimes I just feel like, you know, we go and we go to, you know, some away school and you got to watch it on TV and they have a pit guy calling the game or whatever, right? And so, you know, having some positivity in that way, I think is a good thing. I did, because I'm just in such a football mood right now. And, you know, we don't like to favor a sport or anything like that, but this is going to be one of the premier ones that we're going to talk about over the summer when there's not much going on in addition to baseball, because pretty much everything is wrapped up. Mm -hmm. So it's time to get back into football and soccer mode and all those things. So let's go through the schedule very quickly. They open at Penn State, then they have Duquesne, then they have Pitt. We've talked about all three of those games. And then they have Texas Tech coming here to Milan Postcar. So like I said, if they can go 3-1 and one in September, the sky's the limit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that'll be interesting. And then they go down to Houston to play Dana in a game which fans might want to win second to the Pitt game this season. Can you, can you imagine if, that, <laughs> if, if we would have hosted – the backyard first backyard brawl in 10 years and then had Dana Holgerson here. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to, if we could have had, Oh man. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. I would, Uh, I would, I would guarantee that game would probably be sold out too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's not a fan favorite here. (laughs) So then after that Houston game, they host Oklahoma state in October. The other thing too, that is nice. If you're a fan this year, when I said the home schedule is favorable, I also meant just as far as the weather is going to go because you have four home <laughs> games in the first six weeks of the season. Um, yeah. And so that's always good. Although I guess homecoming is going to be really early this year. It would probably be that 23rd game. I haven't seen uh, anything about that, but you're not doing homecoming October 21st. I'd be shocked if they yeah. did it October 21st. Uh, then they go to University of Central Florida to play the Golden Knights. Is, are they the Golden Knights or just the Knights? I don't know. Um, I and, think it's go- – no. Uh, I think it just might be Knights. I don't know. National champions in 2014. Um, <laughs> then, you got, <laughs> then you got BYU coming here. And I would just like to say, I don't know if you have two more different fan bases in the country. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I think it was, uh, I think it was somebody – yeah, it was Ethan Bach who tweeted this. It was like BYU fans coming to Morgantown and then walking past the blue lot on say, and it had that meme of that guy with his hands on his head who's just in like disbelief. You know the you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll be that'll be oh, that'll be great. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, and then you have Oklahoma, who you beat last year in Norman, and then you have the uh, home closeout game against Cincinnati, and then you go play Baylor the final week of the year. I, for one, you know, we're not going to go through wins and losses. That'll be a summer topic once we know the quarterback and that sort of thing. I, for one, think that the home schedule is fairly favorable. Um, You start off pretty hot, right? You you got two of the three biggest rivals you have. You know, it's not Virginia Tech this year, but you get Penn State, who fans would really like to beat. Uh, A team that's going to be a preseason top 25. So there's a chance for an upset there week one. Or if you play them tough, you get yourself in the national conversation, you know, and that's going to be a primetime game, 730. That was leaked out earlier last week. 
I'm excited, man. Uh, And then you have Cincinnati here, who I think could become the natural rival in the Big 12 finally for West Virginia because we really don't have one. And that that is one of the most upsetting things to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm friends with the Kansas State student radio guy, and I was talking to him about that, and he goes, yeah. I go, you know, West Virginia, you know, we don't like Kansas and basketball and that sort of thing. I'm speaking as a student and a fan when I'm talking like this, but – there's never been a natural rival for him. And so, you know, that mm-hmm. that week 12 game is always just, you know, a random big 12 opponent. But if that could start to just become Cincinnati year in and year out, I think that could be a really, really fun thing because that's a very drivable game for a lot of people uh, from both sides of it. And I think that, you know, this is a Cincinnati team that's been to the college football playoff before they were even a power five program. And so to develop a rivalry with them, I think would be really cool to see. And I'm excited that they're coming here first. Um, I'm also very happy because, you know, I'm a guy from Columbus and everybody either goes to Ohio State or Cincinnati. So I've already Mm -hmm. had, you know, 50,000 people ask me if uh, my place is available that weekend. Um, (laughs) And that's like going into Thanksgiving. So it'll be a wild time here in Morgantown. It'll be a lot of fun. But like I said, I'm excited for football season. I think that everybody should have optimism going into the year. It's hard you make it not fun when you don't you know and and yeah i'm not saying that they're gonna go win a national title or go to the playoff or even you know win 10 games but i think that if you can go win a bowl game this year that should be the goal um because it was bad last year like there's no sugarcoating Mm -hmm. it people were disappointed within the program too you knew that um and you had a lot of opportunities to win a lot of close games and so you know, when you look at it, you think, oh, God, last year was so bad. But then you go look at it, and you're like, they had a lot of chances. And so yeah. if they can just make that jump to where they don't make those same mistakes and late-game mistakes and lose games because of it, well, then you're like, well, shoot, they could have won, you know, seven, eight games last year maybe. And then you could build off of that. So why couldn't that just happen this year? You know, I get that it's a year that kind of feels like, oh, we wasted a year and that sort of thing. But if you start with a new coach anyway, you're doing that anyway. So yep. give them another shot. That's That's all I would say. And he, he, Neil Brown was at the mountain layer last week, interacting with students, doing these things. Other football coaches here in the past have not done that. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we really gave Don Pulitzaway a lot of credit for going out to the mountain layer and doing those things. I didn't even think the Brown, I didn't see where the Brown thing was even announced. He was at the mountain layer. He was just kind of there signing some autographs, talking to students. There's not many other power five programs where the football coach does that at all. Dana yeah. Holgerson did the spring game in Houston on a Thursday night. And like that, that would not fly here. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Um, and, and so to see Brown doing that and trying to make that connection and do those things, he does and says almost everything right. And, and so for people to not wish success for him, I, I think is, is wrong because I certainly do. And, and, you know, I think it's just people want to be right about stuff sometimes, but <laughs> you know, a lot of those same people, and I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but everybody knows somebody like that, where it's like, well, you're going to be cheering for them if they're winning. You'll be going to the games if they're yeah, winning. Yeah. yeah, isn't that interesting how that works, huh? Yeah. yeah you know, in my opinion, you know, like, if – see, I think that it's hard not to respect him after going to the Mountain Lair, especially when you look at, like, he knows, you know, he's aware of the general fan opinion, you know, that most people – we're calling for his job after last season yeah. to go to the, but to go in front of your students and, and go and interact. A very with them forgotten anyway, group go, of your go, fan base, by the way. 
Yeah. A very forgotten group of your fan base. Yeah. To just to go out there and want to, you know, interact, build connections and still do that, even though like every time that there's something going on outside the mountain layer, there's somebody with a fire Neil Brown sign. You know, I think that speaks a lot to the character of him. And I, yeah, I, I personally, I'm a bit, I'm a big Neil Brown guy. Yeah. And I think it's really, you know, I think it's, let him have fun. I thought yeah. the spring game format this year was pretty fun. You know, yeah, it, I, I, I like that. I, yeah. It yeah. sucks that there weren't more people there. I think a lot yeah. of it had to do with the weather. I know people yeah. don't like that as an excuse, but we were there. It was horrible. Like <laughs> impartially, it was horrible weather. Um, yeah. Especially compared to how last year was. Like last year, they oh, got yeah. lucky. It was like the first nice day of spring. It was 75 and sunny yeah. outside. People were sweating. One. Yesterday was 45 and rainy after it had been 85 on Friday. Like, yeah, you, you understand, like baseball yeah. had the sixth biggest crowd of all time on Friday night and the spring game is on Saturday. OK, if it would have been nice on Saturday, more people would have been there. There's yeah. no way that's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that was an actual football game, there would have been, you know, 50,000 people there. It wouldn't, you know, yeah. like stop that. that That's a true fact. Get over it. Um yeah. And so, like I said, you know, you don't win games for being nice. I know that that's true, yes. but you, the guy, you know, he's trying, right? And, yeah. and my other thing too, and this is more of a sports night topic and that sort of thing, but it's like, who else are you gonna get? This guy wants to be here. He wants to find success yeah. here. That's a big part of the job. I get West Virginia's Power Five job and all of these things. Well, if we're gonna be completely honest. I don't know who else you're going to get here that's going to do any better or any worse. You'd have to restart the program. You'd have another two years where you're waiting, and then you're finally like, okay, here we go. Why Why not wish for success now? That That's my only thing, and that's one of the most frustrating things. I think there's students that do it. There's fans that do it that are just so hard on it because they just want to complain. And yeah, But, you know, the thing is, I already said it. You're going to be at the games if they're winning, and you're going to be at that pit game. You're going to be there for Texas Tech the following weekend when the weather's nice. So, like, you know, let's just hope for some success this season, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've got a lot of guys that they've added and that are going to be a lot better this year. And, again, they were in a lot of close games last year, and it just didn't work out for them. If they can flip that switch this year and win those close games, they, they could go win a bowl game, I think. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, to see so. what happens in this quarterback battle. Uh, because I think you got two guys who who could win a job and and be good at that job, uh, especially mm-hmm. after what I saw yesterday. I get it's just a practice, but Garrett Green threw a lot of deep balls that were very accurate. He was able to move, and the other big thing too was that he did not just tuck it and run. You know, we saw yeah. that a lot more last year, and yeah, that was not something he did yesterday. Uh, yeah. and, and you got to give him credit for that. And I thought Nico played good yesterday. Uh, some of the things were out of his control. Obviously you can't control how well is blocked for you, what your receivers do once that ball is thrown, if they go towards the seam rather than towards the boundary and that sort of thing. But again, I, I I'm not going to be hard on them, uh, because they're not playing games right now. That's, that's not a fair criticism. You you don't win anything during the off season. You can only get better. And I think that they got better this offseason thus far. So you got to give the team credit for that. 
you know, they don't want to lose games. That's nobody wants to lose games. And, and so they're going to go out and try to win. And they've got a tough test week one, but we'll, we'll get more into that over the summer. We'll talk a lot more. We'll go game by game during each podcast and that sort of thing. I think we're going to plan on, we might not do it every week during the summer, but there will be episodes mm-hmm. that drop during the summer as we close out here. Um, right. Yeah. This might be the last one we do week. I don't know. We'll probably go through. Oh, we could do season. one on Friday. Yeah. Do one on Friday. Well, I don't know. If there's no classes. I might already be gone, pal. Oh, that's true. I got a final on Monday, so I got to stay. Oh, oh, you know, that's the best part about being a journalism major. That's so true. Like media I, schools closed on Fridays. No, no final test in most classes, and if they are, usually the media professors give them during the last week of class. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Can't but most are project that. based. Right, which it's is, true. I think, a better learning experience. Uh, yeah, I know for me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Luke kind of hinted at it. There's going to be some cool stuff that drops this week in your podcast feed, and we yeah. might have a really, really sweet interview coming up here shortly as well. Uh, yes. to be conducted at some point in time. I might have to get Zoom Pro that day. <laughs> I'd have to do the free trial. <laughs> we take it take it at the U92 budget? Yeah. Um, well, I think, like, the administrators and professors here have a full access one. So maybe yeah. we just need a – we might need, like, a Trenton Strait kind of login, I think. <laughs> You should uh, you should just apply and become a professor. Then we won't have that problem. You know, I was actually thinking about that. Maybe that's what I do. Go work at a community college on the weekends or something during once yeah. I get out. Because I only got a year left. I'd love to go teach some journalism classes. Give back to the community. Yeah. Because, you know. Come, it's to, not the, come to WVU Parkersburg. Right. The, the way that schools are run have nothing to do with how the professors try to teach them. So yeah. remember that, too. Uh, yeah. Remember that, too. <laughs> uh we will in our next episode let you know luke blaine's award that he wins on wednesday night as i've been tasked with giving out awards to the u92 staff oh yeah we're doing one for the da staff well too, hell so i don't know if i'm going to be allowed to say on air what i'm giving oh. out, so i might not <laughs> oh be able to say i might not i might have to come up with a version <laughs> that is okay that I can say on air too. Oh, There's a couple gosh. of them that are a little out there with the verbiage being used. We'll we'll put it at that. Uh, oh, I'm so excited! You're you're doing that at the cookout? Yeah, everybody's. I, okay. I was asked to do one at the cookout, so I'm going to do one. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited for that. It's going to be a great week. Student media is a fun thing. Come join it. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I, mm-hmm. I like in all seriousness. I've like. I've made so many great connections. Oh, wow. Media. Thank you. All right. Now, now yeah. we're getting sentimental. I don't like it. My, my, minus Tanner Lambert. Yeah. But, there you go. See, uh, that's more of what I yeah. like to do. Yeah. But no, it's, <laughs> no, I, I love student media. It's yeah. Awesome. So this week, uh, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, subscribe to the newsletter. Follow us on Twitter at Fairbanks to WVU. I've been trying to use that more. Um, mm-hmm. Beat the clock tomorrow morning. Last show of the year for that. Wednesday night, sports night, 7-ish to 10, maybe just 8 to 10, because we'll see how long this cookout goes on Wednesday night. I don't really know. It's supposed to be is it 5 to 7, so there's no way we're going on air right at 7, maybe 7.30 or 7.45, I don't know, something like that. And then Thursday's the big day, U92's favorite show of the year. It is the NFL mm-hmm. draft show. The entire first round will be live on U92. You can listen to Luke 
Blaine on the pregame show starting at 5.30. And then the reaction show will be on YouTube uh, is the plan. And I don't know if that's going to be FCC warranted, so we'll see. If they trade Derrick Henry, I suggest tuning into the reaction show. Um, (laughs) But if you don't want to listen to Luke Blaine all night, yeah, if you don't want to listen to Luke Blaine all night, uh, coming on at 8 o'clock, I'll be hosting the NFL Draft Show at United 2. A very big honor for me. I'm not going to take it lightly. A lot of work to do this week leading up to that. I got so much stuff to do. I've been very lazy the last week and a half. I need to do better. I. I'm I got a lot of spot. stuff to do. No, I mean, yeah. it's just the end of the, it's like at the end of the fall semester, it's a little bit, easy, but like at the end of the spring, it's like, dude, mm, we've yeah. done two semesters of this. I am done. You know, yeah. it's like that student thing. that's like, Oh, they're not even going to look at this and grade it. Right. But they do. They care. Yeah. Probably fortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You do anything fun today? What'd you do today? Uh, just working on projects. I have like five different things to do at eleven fifty-nine. I, I guess I kind of so. already asked you that. Um, I will say too. Go pick up your copy of the Daily Athenaeum this week. There might be a double byline story in there. I'm not forgetting that idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll probably get to work on that tomorrow, and then I'll. Oh, dude, I have I we have a production meeting tomorrow for a, a special um, edition of the paper. Just come and we'll write we'll write it together. I think I'm busy. Oh yeah, you're not going to be at the office tomorrow evening. Not tomorrow evening. Uh, okay. Yeah. You I'll, I'll share. You don't, I'll, you don't I'll actually share. want me there. <laughs> the lightning are going to be playing. I don't know if I can oh, make that. Weird. I don't know if yeah. I can make. Oh that. man, the Grizz are going to be playing tomorrow night too. Yeah, it, it should be another late one because they're still in LA. But... Yeah, last night only started at ten though because the Clippers had a game at three or whatever. Yeah, uh, they started at ten tomorrow night again. So yeah, the Clippers are home. Yeah. I bet. I don't know. No, that uh, I... that's the Hawks coach. <clears throat> yeah, the only other game tomorrow is Hawks and Heat. Hmm. The NBA first round scheduling is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You had the Nets you see, uh, get swept before Boston played game three. Yeah. It makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I was like, man, the Sixers are going to get some crazy rest. Yeah. Like, that's just like, yeah. I mean, all right, I guess. I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah. Probably not. I, yeah. But you can only play your know. schedule in front of you. Yeah. I know that, like, my, my big thing with the Grizz is, first of all, I still wish we would have kept Javon Carter. I'm still sad about that. Not, mm-hmm. not, that, like, not that I don't love John Tyson. Your teams Jones. just give away everybody, don't they? Uh, yeah, every WVU player. Well, I mean, you know, did, the Titans uh, cut their entire roster, but, like. Yeah, and they, cut, they didn't get David Long back. But, and his contract with the Dolphins is only, like, two-year, $11 million. I can't wait for you to cut Kevin Byard. Dude. It won't be a good day. Like, My favorite is when Luke Blaine gets upset over <laughs> stuff that he has no control over. It's so great. You should have chose better it? sport franchises. I get no, that. I, I like was, the Blue Jackets, and that's like I, I was. I was cursed as a child, and that's why that's you got why to choose your own. I, I thought. No, I did. I did. But I let, let me tell you about let me tell you about becoming a Titans fan. I I don't think I, 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 right. I set myself up for this. I I'm glad this is WVU I, related. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, All right, well, then I guess no, it's, it's fine. Not, <laughs> no, it's not, actually. No, no, becoming a Titans fan, I was literally like, I want to root for a bad team. Because this was coming off of the 2014 season. Where I want to like root two. for a bad team. Why uh, Why root, in the hell would anybody want that? I want to root for a bad team so that I can enjoy it more whenever they're successful. And Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I now hey, you're the one the seed this year. You're hosting that. Cincinnati. That's the five. Oh, Tannehill throws five interceptions. Oh, oh no. That defense. The defense had nine sacks. Yes, they nine did. Nine sacks. Imagine if you just ran the ball game. and controlled the game. Yeah, I imagine. It's imagine okay. you have a better offensive coordinator if, now know, than I do. Uh, Tim Kelly. I'd rather have him. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. He was some co- – I remember all the Titans fans were really excited whenever we signed him because mm-hmm. it was like apparently he did really well in college or whatever. But Do, do you know why else this is my favorite time of year? Why? Because the political ads are back. <laughs> my absolute favorite thing. Because <laughs> they all have the same narrator no matter who's doing it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a pro, pro right or pro left. It's still the same guy talking. So funny to me. Oh yeah. my goodness! So many good things about media, Luke. I can't wait to go into this yeah. field. Cannot. Yeah. I love it. This it, 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 this is fantastic. Is it? Uh, I would yeah. like to give a shout out to my guy, Doctor Jones. I talked to him earlier this week. Uh, yeah, he listens, so that's good to hear. Yes. Um, I'm taking his class again next semester. I get yeah. two straight semesters at Dr. Jones. Yeah. He, uh, well, Trenton, the editor in chief of the Daily Athenaeum, told me, you know, you get Dr. Jones listening to sports podcasts. That's a pretty good thing. I told Dr. Jones, he said, that. he goes, I'm a sports guy. I just don't have time for it. And I was like, well, yeah. see, that's why we're here. He goes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we try to give you some fun with the sports. We hope today was fun. I don't know. You yeah. got anything else? I, I mean, I can keep talking. I just today. don't know if anybody wants to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in all honesty, I do have to submit. Oh, okay. This final project in about five less about four and a half hours. So I'm guessing. Are you just literally going to sit there and do that? Yeah. Nice. Gonna have to. I have two other things. I I, I would like to mention too. Uh, friend of the program, Ren Baker. Yeah, I just called him that. Um, friend of the program. Yeah. Yeah. He had on one of the best jackets I've ever seen. He wore it at golf earlier this week. Then he had it on again yesterday. Oh, he had yeah. it on today at baseball. The old golden blue logo with the state with the diagonal WVU in it. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, it's I mean it's just a Mac. Yeah. I, I'm very excited. You know, that's something we haven't talked about either. We're it's it's West Virginia's year for the Nike redo oh. every five years. So it should be new uniforms for everybody and new gear yeah. that can be purchased. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, we should. Uh, we time. should do. We talked about this a little bit. We should go back and uh, we should like rank all the uniforms by sport. Okay, I think we should do that. That's a great because I, I, I remember you, you. You messaged me and you were like, outside of the golf team, tennis has like the best uniform. Yeah, and I agree. they do. I, does. I, well, I mean, I I personally haven't seen like the golf uniforms, but I love love the tennis uniforms. People well, the tennis ones wanting... are great because they incorporate every logo. Yeah, it, it, it like they have like I wish. So all right, I guess we're gonna talk. Do about Do they even have quick. black alternates? Everybody's talking about like, yeah, we want black yeah. alternates, football, right. basketball. Like we already have them in tennis, baby. Uh, I, they're, I and they're would, sweet. I would love 
for the Mountaineer Man. I think that's what they call him, right? The the yeah. silhouette of the Mountaineer that they use on like ESPN broadcast for us. That's never on actual uniforms. I would love for that to be on a uniform. Yeah, and tennis has it, and that's when I yeah. uh, they have the and then they have the state outline one. It's great. I did not mention this to Sean Kovich because I did not get a chance to talk to him, but Oklahoma State does it and Michigan State do it. I'm sure some other programs do it when they have mascots that are able to do it. They have Oklahoma State has Pistol Pete instead of him, you know, shooting with the guns or whatever. He's swinging a golf club. Michigan State has Sparty swinging the golf club as their logo. And it looks like the PGA logo, but it's, you know, Sparty. I don't know Sparty's name. I think he has a name. It might just be Sparty, though. I don't remember. And then Oklahoma State's Pistol Pete, he's, like, following through on a golf shot. Why could we not have that with the Mountaineer? I think that's absolutely terrific. Oh, that would be great. Right. Right. Come on. I I, I do love that idea. Like, every other school has a couple different logos that they use. All of the stuff here is Flying WV, which I love the Flying WV, but it's nice to have some other logos, too. You know, baseball has the old WV logo like that. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Oh, man, I wish our audience could see you trying to recreate that with your hands. <laughs> I... <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that'll definitely be something we talk about in the summer. Um, so I may or may not see you tomorrow, probably not, but I will see you for sure on Wednesday and on Thursday, and then it's summertime, boys. Um, yep. Also, baseball plays Penn State on Tuesday. You can listen to that game right here on U92. It'll be fun. You can listen to me talk out there. Yeah. Oh, did lacrosse win today? No, they did not. <sighs> Unfortunately. They were leading the whole game and gave up a late goal, and that was it. Yeah. Did not score. In, or They scored one in the fourth, but they allowed three, and they lost 8-7. It was a tight game against the Temple Owls. So they'll have to regroup and – see what they can do this off season. So, but uh, that's a fun partnership as well. That United two is starting with the lacrosse team here at West Virginia. I guess that'll do it then today. Huh? Is the weather yeah. going to get nice this week? I pray it does. Let me check the weather. Yeah. No, I got to dress. Pro- I got to dress professionally one of these days. So I'd live, be cold live weather with Tanner and Luke on the MSI podcast. Yeah. All right. Morgan. We, we, we have it all. Uh, it's 45 Tomorrow. today. 45. Yeah, 54. Yeah, 60. 61 Tuesday. 70 on Thursday. Great. It's going to yeah. be super hot. All the frats will be throwing a party while we do the draft show. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, I don't even know the names of them. Saw a girl get her car booted up last week right outside the studio window. Oh, yeah, that we did. Um, I don't know whatever the one is that throws the big parties that has like the fenced in yard. It's just so loud. And it's like, man, I'm trying to do a radio show here. I think that might be Signu. Yeah, sure. I don't know why I know that, but maybe, I don't know. I know why you know that. Oh yeah. Cause I'm a big frat boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. This was the MSI podcast. Completely fair. And yeah. And so if you can need now establish that, the- yeah, if you can establish that identity in getting your running backs the ball in creative ways and having a healthy rotation. I mean, C.J. Donaldson looked good yesterday for from what I was we surprised saw. they I played mean, him as much as they did. 
Yeah, I but was I think that's because he wanted that less than eight run. Yeah, ratios, Brown, ratios, Brown yeah. said you know that you can learn that confidence again by getting hit and that sort of thing. But I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. And you're right, establishing an identity is huge. But the other thing too, and I mentioned this yesterday, and I haven't got you know, if you run the football a lot, you can control the clock and you can control possessions. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not expecting this team to go win shootout games, and so they're going to yeah. need to be able to do that. And yesterday we saw that they have four backs that can probably help do that. And all four of those backs kind of ran a little bit different. And yeah, I forget who was it was it CJ who said that uh he was talking to some linebackers and said that you know West Virginia lines up the same on every play, so you never know what it's gonna be. That is that was CJ. Yeah, that I was thought CJ that was a really conference. interesting quote. That was a good quote. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts were on on that, but yeah, I didn't really I didn't really think about that much until you just mentioned it, but you know, I think there is a lot of uh, merit to the idea of if you can run various plays out of similar sets, then that's going to be a big recipe for success, especially with such a diverse backfield you have there. And you got guys, you can have a healthy rotation, keep guys fresh legs, you know? And I think that especially with, uh, then Chad Scott as the new offensive coordinator coming up from the running backs coach. I mean, he still is the running backs coach along with being the offensive coordinator, right? I'm, I'm correct in saying that. I I don't know. I think so. I can look. Yeah, um, I, I think so. But, you know, if they can figure out fun, creative, and effective ways to get there, to get this stacked running back room the ball, maybe do some dual running back sets, read options, you know, with Garrett Green, that'll be just, I think that can prove to be a very fun. Yeah. He's still the running backs coach too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, And and I I will say this too, because I'm not a guy that calls for coaches to be fired and that sort of thing. And we, we like to see WVU have success. That's, that's all that we really want. And I'll tell you what, Neil Brown can win back a big portion of this fan base that I think that he may have lost a little bit with how last year went by playing tough at Penn State and coming back here and beating Pitt. Yep. If you're two and one after the first three games and you play tough at Penn State, because they have Duquesne in the middle, I'm assuming they win against Duquesne. They don't win against Duquesne. That's a we might have to have a conversation. But <laughs> again, I'm not trying to like bash the university or anything when I'm saying, but like if you can start two and one and beat Pitt people are going to be feeling a lot better about this team. And mm-hmm. especially if you can, you know, beat Pitt in a way that it's like, oh, okay. Because then the following weekend, you're home again against Texas Tech. You have three home games in the month of September. If you can win all three of those home games and you're three and one, people are not going to be able to talk in a negative light about this team. It's just, and, and that's the thing about college football. It's like sometimes you have to just be patient. And, you know, Brown finally got a quarterback that he wanted last year in JT down. And again, we already went through it. Everything happened at the beginning of the year. And that just, that ruined the year. Like mm-hmm. we gotta be completely honest. This is his guy in Nico who he's recruited here. He's had Garrett green on the roster. He knows how to use these guys. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen because if you are three yeah. and one heading down to Fort Worth to face a team in TCU that played in the national championship last year, you never know what could happen. And, there's a lot of other teams around the country who are all starting with new quarterbacks this year, too. So mm-hmm. there are obviously, you know, the perennial favorites and that sort of thing. But there's no 
there's nothing that's definite about college football. Nobody had no. TCU going to the national title last year. And I'm not saying that's what <laughs> West Virginia is going to do whatsoever. But if they did, nobody would be complaining. Then I can guarantee you that. Oh, but, no, not at all. But it's, that's what it is. Any given Saturday, any team can win. That's how college football goes. And that's why people love football almost more than any other sport, I think, in this country, is because you have that ability to say, oh, my God, this team beat this other team today. Nobody saw that happening. You know, there were people that thought Alabama was going to lose at Rocky Top last year. Nobody saw that happen. Like Everybody was like, oh, they could do it. They could finally do it. And they still almost didn't do it. But it happened, and, and, you know, there's other games like that you can look around the country for every single week, week in and week out. You know, Kansas is a great example of that. A lot of people had Kansas, you know, finishing bottom two in the Big 12 last year. Did not happen, did it? No, they were a top 25 team for most of the year. Like, I'm just saying that there's no reason this team can't finish in the top half of the Big 12 because a lot of other schools are looking for new quarterbacks. And in the era of the portal and NIL and all this other stuff, things can change like that in a year. And yep. so to write a team off before they even start playing is not fair to do. That's my only point. No. Yeah. And I think Neil Brown knows because I think everybody really knows this is kind of like a make or break year. I think so. And yeah. You have to lay the ground at the very least, lay the groundwork for something to be excited about for the future. And, you know, you look at all these, I mean, just to bring it back to the running back group, a lot of these guys have more years of eligibility, particularly CJ Donaldson, who will, yeah. uh, who will, he he's only going to be a sophomore, right? And right. I mean, if you can establish this identity of it, run the ball and let that open up things, you know, maybe it's just the Titans fan in me who's seen that the past several years with Derrick Henry. But I think that if they can truly establish a unique identity of running the ball, because we're seeing such a so much of a more quarterback geared game, that creates novelty for the West Virginia offense. And if you're effective at it. You're you're gonna win back so much of this fan base. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um and, and you know, the other thing too is like you gotta remember, Donaldson didn't start taking r- snaps at running back until like right before week one. And then yep. he had like six snaps at running back, and they were like, Okay, he can actually do this. He told us yesterday at the presser he hadn't run running back since like he was nine years old. And so now he's yeah. got a full off season of doing that. And, you know, he's talking about all these things he wants to practice and get better at and that sort of thing. But he was effective last year before he got hurt and he wasn't even mm-hmm. really trained to do that role and that sort of thing. And so I, I agree. If they can establish an identity, especially with two quarterbacks who can also run the football, they're going to be able to control the clock and that sort of thing and make things happen. All right. Final thoughts as we're about to run out of time. Yeah. The zoom calls almost up, but now I, I do really think that, there's something to be excited for this year. And I mean, you especially look at it. I remember fans were freaking out on Twitter whenever CJ Donaldson took all the WVU stuff off of his Instagram and now he's back. So yeah. the guy the who portal closes was in a over, week, what is it? The portal closes in a week. I'll, 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 we'll do another one of these. I'll add us back in because we're going to run out of time, but the yeah. portal closes in a week. Cause there's some more stuff I want to get to anyway. Um, okay. and, and so the portal closes in a week. So they can still add guys during that time. Guys can still leave after spring game. Maybe they didn't like how they played or whatever. And that's, you know, that's completely fair to me. These are the guys that are generating all the revenue. So you can't be mad at players for wanting to go get the best opportunity for them. And all right, we're back. Sorry, we lost. I don't know what my train of thought was going. Oh, it was about the portal and stuff, but um. 
So like, you know, things happen, but you, if you have a better opportunity somewhere else, you know, in your personal life, you're going to probably take that opportunity. You can't get mad at college guys for doing the same thing. Everybody wants to get to that next level. And, you know, there may be opportunities for some guys to come in here and join West Virginia to make them better too, right? It's a trade-off. You can't not like the transfer portal in football and be yelling about how football guys are leaving the football program here, but then be like, oh, look at what Hugs is doing. This team's going to the final. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And I feel like that's, you know, something that, that can happen. I'm not really trying to specifically talk about just here. It happens everywhere, but like you can't like it in one instance and then not like it the other way. So, you know, I think it's a good thing overall. And so it closes on uh, April 30th uh, is when mm -hmm. the transfer portal closes. So we'll see. I bet there's still some movement from just about every team. Uh, Brown said yesterday, we we're maybe looking at a couple other guys, some other spots of need, maybe. We'll see. And then the other, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, is, wait, if I, if I can add, yeah, go ahead, go if ahead. I can add with what I was saying uh, with CJ Donaldson, you know, everybody was freaking out whenever he took all the WVU stuff out of his bio on Instagram, everything like that. But now he's back, he's here. And unless, you know, he just up and hits the transfer portal, which from the sound of him in the press conference, I just don't think that's something he'll do. I obviously CJ Donaldson, the premier running back that everybody was raving over last year, he sees something worth sticking around for here at WVU. So I really think that fans should have a little bit more optimism heading into this football season. That's all for me. Tim, oh, okay. Well said. Well said. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I, did, yeah, I, was, I was just making I yield my time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention, because we didn't get to, was old, big, old, not old, not not little, but big Jimmy Bell Jr. Uh, that was pretty cool to see yesterday. Oh, You know, they're going to talk about it this week. I think Brown might keep him. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I really do. You Brown was hyping him up quite a bit. Obviously, the only penalty called yesterday was on Jimmy Bell. Um, yeah, that's like the that's the only play I really like. Sought out Jimmy Bell and watched, and I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> so I was like, uh, well, he course, hasn't played you know, football since high school, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Neil Brown but, did make you know. sure to point out that uh, Jimmy Bell has like an eighty-seven plus inch wingspan, and most you know tackles only have about an eighty-four inch wingspan, and his arms are just so darn long, and he is so big to where it's like. Yeah, that guy could be an it factor. And the other thing you got to think about, too, is the blind side for Garrett Green is on the right side, and that would be where Jimmy Bell would be playing, which is yeah. something that I don't know if many people have really thought about because he's a lefty. Wait, Nico? Nico he's left-handed. Nico. You said – Yeah, so the blind side for a left – Nico or Green? If it's Nico, the blind yeah. side is on the right because he's a left-handed quarterback. Yeah, well, I thought you said Green the first time. I oh, no, I, if I did, I apologize. I was talking about Nico. Yeah. So that would – I mean, they might just move the left tackle over. But theoretically, Jimmy Bell would be, you know, blocking the blind side of Nico if Nico's in the game. And then if Garrett's in the game, you know, he's just blocking the right side. But I just think that that was interesting. He was tweeting some stuff about it and thinking about, you know, decisions to make, decisions to make. But I think that'd be a really cool story, and I'm sure something – you know, every away team's going to get sick of, oh, look at this. It's Jimmy Bell. He played basketball for the winningest coach in Division One football. You know, I always feel like those are the stories we have to hear about other teams. You know, I, I love the positivity around stuff that goes on here. And sometimes I just feel like, you know, we go and we go to, you know, some away school and you got to watch it on TV. 
and they have a pit guy calling the game or whatever, right? And so, you know, having some positivity in that way, I think is a good thing. I did, because I'm just in such a football mood right now. And, you know, we don't like to favor a sport or anything like that, but this is going to be one of the premier ones that we're going to talk about over the summer when there's not much going on in addition to baseball, because pretty much everything is wrapped up. Mm -hmm. So it's time to get back into football and soccer mode and all those things. So let's go through the schedule very quickly. They open at Penn State, then they have Duquesne, then they have Pitt. We've talked about all three of those games. And then they have Texas Tech coming here to Milan Postcar. So like I said, if they can go three and one in September, the sky's the limit, right? And so I, I think that it'll be interesting. And then they go down to Houston to play Dana in a game which fans might want to win second to the pit game this season. Can you, can you imagine if, that, if, if we would have hosted the backyard first backyard brawl in 10 years and then had Dana Holgerson here? Yeah. Yeah. And you want to, if, if we could have had, oh man. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. I would, uh, yeah. I would, I would guarantee that game would probably be sold out too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he's not a fan favorite here. <laughs> no. So then all. after that Houston game, they host Oklahoma State in October. The other thing, too, that is nice, if you're a fan this year, when I said the home schedule is favorable, I also meant just as far as the weather is going to go because you have four home <laughs> games in the first six weeks of the season. Um, yeah. And so that's always good. Although I guess homecoming is going to be really early this year. It'd probably be that 23rd game. I haven't seen uh, anything about that, but you're not doing homecoming October 21st. I'd be shocked if they yeah. did it October 21st. Uh, then they go to University of Central Florida to play the Golden Knights. Is, are they the Golden Knights or just the Knights? I don't know. Um, I and, think it's go- – no, uh, I think it just might be Knights. I don't know. National champions in 2014. Um <laughs> 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 Then you got BYU coming here, and I would just like to say, I don't know if you have two more different fan bases in the country. Oh my gosh! Oh no! I think it was a. I think it was somebody. It was Ethan Bach who tweeted this. It was like BYU fans coming to Oregon Town and then walking past the blue lot on say, and it had that meme of that guy with his hands on his head who's just in like disbelief. You know the. You know the yeah. one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll be. That'll be. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, and then you have Oklahoma, who you beat last year in Norman. And then you have the uh, home closeout game against Cincinnati. And then you go play Baylor the final week of the year. I, for one, you know, we're not going to go through wins and losses. That'll be a summer topic once we know the quarterback and that sort of thing. I, for one, think that the home schedule is fairly favorable. Um, you start off pretty hot, right? You, you got two of the three biggest rivals you have, you know, it's not Virginia Tech this year, but you get Penn State, who fans would really like to beat. Uh, a team that's going to be a preseason top 25, so there's a chance for an upset there week one. Or if you play them tough, you get yourself in the national conversation, you know, and that's going to be a primetime game, 7.30, that was leaked out earlier last week. I'm excited, man. Uh, oh, and then you have Cincinnati yeah. here, who I think could become the natural rival in the Big 12 finally for West Virginia, because we really don't have one. And that, that is one of the most upsetting things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm friends with the Kansas state student radio guy. And I was talking to him about that. And he goes, yeah, I go, you know, West Virginia, you know, we don't like Kansas and basketball and that sort of thing. I'm speaking as a student and a fan when I'm talking like this, but yeah. 
there's never been a natural rival for him. And so, you know, that that week 12 game is always just, you know, a random big 12 opponent. But if that could start to just become Cincinnati year in and year out, I think that could be a really, really fun thing because that's a very drivable game for a lot of people uh, from both sides of it. And I think that, you know, this is a Cincinnati team that's been to the college football playoff before they were even a power five program. And so to develop a rivalry with them, I think would be really cool to see. And I'm excited that they're coming here first. Um, I'm also very happy because, you know, I'm a guy from Columbus and everybody either goes to Ohio State or Cincinnati. So I've already mm-hmm. had, you know, 50,000 people ask me if uh, my place is available that weekend. Um, <laughs> and that's like going into Thanksgiving. So it'll be a wild time here in Morgantown. It'll be a lot of fun. But like I said, I'm excited for football season. I think that everybody should have optimism going into the year. It's hard. It, you make it not fun when you don't, you know? And, and yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to go win a national title or go to the playoff or even, you know, win 10 games. But I think that if you can go win a bowl game this year, that should be the goal um, because it was bad last year. Like there's no sugarcoating mm-hmm. it. People were disappointed <clears throat> within the program too. You knew that. Um, yeah. And you had a lot of opportunities to win a lot of close games. And so, you know, when you look at it, you think, oh, God, last year was so bad. But then you go look at it and you're like, they had a lot of chances. And so yeah. if they can just make that jump to where they don't make those same mistakes and late game mistakes and lose games because of it, well, then you're like, well, shoot, they could have won, you know, seven, eight games last year maybe. And then you could build off of that. So why couldn't that just happen this year? You know, I get that it's a year that kind of feels like, oh, we wasted a year and that sort of thing. But if you start with a new coach anyway, you're doing that anyway. So yep. give him another shot. That's that's all I would say. Yeah. And he he Neil Brown was at the Mountain Lair last week, interacting with students, doing these things. Other football coaches here in the past have not done that. You know, mm-hmm. we we really gave Don Blitzway a lot of credit for going out to the Mountain Lair and doing those things. I didn't even yep. think the Brown. I didn't see where the Brown thing was even announced. He was at the Mountain Lair. He was just kind of there, yeah. signing some autographs, talking to students. There's not many other Power 5 programs where the football coach does that at all. Dana yeah. Holgerson did the spring game in Houston on a Thursday night, and, like, that that would not fly here. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Um. And, and so to see Brown doing that and trying to make that connection and do those things, he does and says almost everything right. And, and so for people to not wish success for him, I, I think is, is wrong, because I certainly do. And, and – you know, I think it's just people want to be right about stuff sometimes. But, you know, a lot of those same people, and I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but everybody knows somebody like that, where it's like, well, you're going to be cheering for them if they're winning. You'll be going to the games if they're yeah, winning. Yeah. yeah, isn't that interesting how that works, huh? Yeah. yeah. You know, in my opinion, you know, like, if – see, I think that it's hard not to respect him after going to the Mountain Lair, especially when you look at, like, he knows, you know, he's aware of the general – fan opinion you know that most people were calling for his job after last season yeah. but to go to the but to go in front of your students and and go and interact a very with them forgotten anyway, group go, of your go, fan base by the way yeah a very forgotten group of your fan base yeah to just to go out there and want to you know interact build connections and still do that even though Every time that there's something going on outside the mountain layer, there's somebody with a fire Neil Brown sign. You know, I think that speaks a lot to the character of him. And I, yeah, I, I personally, I'm a bit, I'm a big Neil Brown guy. Yeah. And I think it's really, you know, I think it's. 
let him have fun. I thought yeah. the spring game format this year was pretty fun. You know, yeah, it, I, I, I like that. I, yeah. yeah, it sucks that there weren't more people there. I think a lot yeah. of it had to do with the weather. I know people yeah. don't like that as an excuse, but we were there. It was horrible. Like <laughs> impartially, it was horrible weather. Um, yeah, especially compared to how last year was. Like last year, they oh, got yeah. lucky. It was like the first nice day of spring. It was seventy-five and sunny yeah. outside. People were sweating. One. Yesterday was 45 and rainy after it had been 85 on Friday. Like, yeah, you, you understand, like baseball yeah. had the sixth biggest crowd of all time on Friday night and the spring game is on Saturday. Okay. If it would have been nice on Saturday, more people would have been there. There's yeah. no way that's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that was an actual football game, there would have been, you know, 50,000 people there. It wouldn't, you know, yeah. like stop that. That that's a true fact. Get over it. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, you know, you don't win games for being nice. I know that that's true, yes. but you, the guy, you know, he's trying, right. And, yeah. and my other thing too, and this is more of a sports night topic and that sort of thing, but it's like, who else are you going to get? This guy wants to be here. He wants to find success yeah. here. That's a big part of the job. I get West Virginia's power five job and all of these things. Well, if we're going to be completely honest, I don't know who else you're going to get here that's going to do any better or any worse. You'd have to restart the program. You'd have another two years where you're waiting, and then you're finally like, okay, here we go. Why Why not wish for success now? That That's my only thing, and that's one of the most frustrating things. I think there's students that do it. There's fans that do it that are just so hard on it because they just want to complain. And yeah, But, you know, the thing is, I already said it. You're going to be at the games if they're winning, and you're going to be at that pit game. You're going to be there for Texas Tech the following weekend when the weather's nice. So, like, you know, let's just hope for some success this season, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've got a lot of guys that they've added and that are going to be a lot better this year. And, again, they were in a lot of close games last year, and it just didn't work out for them. If they can flip that switch this year and win those close games, they they could go win a bowl game, I think. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, to see so. what happens in this quarterback battle. Uh, because I think you got two guys who who could win a job and and be good at that job, uh, especially after what I saw yesterday. I get it's just a practice, but Garrett Green threw a lot of deep balls that were very accurate. He was able to move, and the other big thing too was that he did not just tuck it and run. You know, we saw yeah. that a lot more last year, and yeah, that was not something he did yesterday. Uh, yeah. and, and, and you got to give him credit for that. And I thought Nico played good yesterday. Uh, some of the things were out of his control. Obviously you can't control how well is blocked for you, what your receivers do once that ball is thrown, if they go towards the seam rather than towards the boundary and that sort of thing. But again, I, I I'm not going to be hard on them, uh, because they're not playing games right now. That's, that's not a fair criticism. You, you don't win anything during the off season. You can only get better. And I think that they got better this offseason thus far. So you got to give the team credit for that. You know, they don't want to lose games. That's nobody wants to lose games. And, and so they're going to go out and try to win. And they've got a tough test week one. But we'll we'll get more into that over the summer. We'll talk a lot more. We'll go game by game during each podcast and that sort of thing. I think we're going to plan on We might not do it every week during the summer, but there will be episodes mm-hmm. that drop during the summer as we close out here. Um Right. Yeah. This might be the last one we do week. I don't know. We'll probably go through. Oh, we could do one season. on Friday. Yeah. One on Friday. Well, I don't know. If there's no classes, I might already be gone, pal. Oh, that's true. I got a final on Monday. 
So I got to stay. Oh, oh, you know, that's the best part about being a journalism major. That's so true. Like media schools closed on Fridays. No, no final test in most classes. And if they are usually the media professors give them during the last week of class. Exactly. Yeah. That's but most are project based. Right. Which is, I think a better learning experience. Uh, Yeah. I know for me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Luke kind of hinted at it. There's going to be some cool stuff that drops this week in your podcast feed. And we might have a really, really sweet interview coming up here shortly as well. Uh, yes. to be conducted at some point in time. I might have to get Zoom Pro that day. <laughs> I'd have to do the free trial. <laughs> we take it take it at the U92 budget? Yeah. Um, well, I think, like, the administrators and professors here have a full access one. So maybe yeah. we just need a – we might need, like, a Trenton Strait kind of login, I think. <laughs> You should uh, you should just apply and become a professor. Then we won't have that problem. Anymore. You know, I was actually thinking about that. Maybe that's what I do. Go work at a community college on the weekends or something during once yeah. I get out. Because I only got a year left. I'd love to go teach some journalism classes. Give back to the community. Yeah. Because, you know. Come, it's to, not the, come to WVU Parkersburg. Right. The, the way that schools are run have nothing to do with how the professors try to teach them. So yeah. remember that, too. Uh, yeah. Remember that, too. uh we will in our next episode let you know luke blaine's award that he wins on wednesday night as i've been tasked with giving out awards to the u92 staff oh yeah we're doing one for the da staff well hell i don't know if i'm going to be allowed to say on air what i'm giving out so i might not (laughs) be able to (laughs) i might not i might have to come up with a version (laughs) that is okay that I can say on air too. Oh, There's a couple gosh. of them that are a little out there with the verbiage being used. We'll we'll put it at that. Uh, oh, I'm so excited! You're you're doing that at the cookout. Yeah, everybody's. I, okay. I was asked to do one at the cookout, so I'm gonna do one. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited for that. It's gonna be a great week. Student uh, media is a fun thing. Come join it. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I, mm-hmm. I like in all seriousness, I've like. I've made so many great connections. In oh, wow. Media. Thank you. All right. Now, now yeah. we're getting sentimental. I don't like my, my, minus Tanner Lambert, yeah. but there you go. See, uh, that's more of what I yeah. like to do. Yeah. But no, it's, <laughs> no, I, I love student media. It's yeah. Fun. So this week, uh, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, subscribe to the newsletter, follow us on Twitter at Fairbanks to WVU. I've been trying to use that more. Um, mm. Beat the clock tomorrow morning. Last show of the year for that. Wednesday night, sports night, 7-ish to 10, maybe just 8 to 10, because we'll see how long this cookout goes on Wednesday night. I don't really know. It's supposed to be is it 5 to 7, so there's no way we're going on air right at 7, maybe 7.30 or 7.45, I don't know, something like that. And then Thursday's the big day, U92's favorite show of the year. It is the NFL mm. draft show. The entire first round will be live on U92. You can listen to Luke Blaine on the pregame show starting at 5.30. And then the reaction show will be on YouTube uh, is the plan. And I don't know if that's going to be FCC warranted. So we'll see. If they trade Derrick Henry, I suggest tuning into the reaction show. Um, <laughs> uh, but if you don't want to listen I'll, to Luke Blaine all ages. night. Yeah, if you don't want to listen to Luke Blaine all night, uh, coming on at 8 o'clock, I'll be hosting the NFL draft show at U92. A very big honor for me. I'm not going to take it lightly. A lot of work to do this week leading up to that. I got so much stuff to do. I'm I've been very lazy the last week and a half. I need to do better. I 
I got a lot of stuff to do. No, I mean, it's just the end of the, it's like at the end of the fall semester, it's a little bit, but like at the end of the spring, it's like, dude, Mm, we've done two semesters of this. I am done. You know, it's like that student thing. that's like, oh, they're not even going to look at this and grade it right. But they do. They care. Yeah. Probably fortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You do anything fun today? What'd you do today? Uh, just working on projects. I have like five different things to do at eleven fifty-nine. I, I guess I kind of so. already asked you that. Um, I will say too. Go pick up your copy of the Daily Athenaeum this week. There might be a double byline story in there. I'm not forgetting that idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll probably get to work on that tomorrow, and then I'll. Oh, dude, I have I we have a production meeting tomorrow for a, a special um, edition of the paper. Just come and we'll write we'll write it together. I think I'm busy. Oh yeah, you're not going to be at the office tomorrow evening. Not tomorrow evening. Uh, okay. Yeah. You don't, I'll, I'll share. You don't, I'll, you don't I'll actually share. want me there. <laughs> the Lightning are going to be playing. I don't know if I can oh, make that. True. I don't know if yeah. I can make. Oh that. man, the Grizz are going to be playing tomorrow night too. Yeah, it, it should be another late one because they're still in LA. But... Yeah, last night only started at ten though because the Clippers had a game at three or whatever. Yeah, uh, they started at ten tomorrow night again. So yeah, the Clippers are home. Yeah. I bet. I don't know. No, that uh, I... that's the Hawks coach. <clears throat> yeah, the only other game tomorrow is Hawks and Heat. Hmm. The NBA first round scheduling is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You had the Nets you see a... get swept before Boston played game three. Yeah. It makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I was like, man, the Sixers are going to get some crazy rest. Yeah. Like, that's just like, yeah. I mean, all right, I guess. I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah. Probably not. I... Yeah. But you can only play your know. schedule in front of you. Yeah. I know that, like, my, my big thing with the Grizz is, first of all, I still wish we would have kept Javon Carter. I'm still sad about that. Not, mm-hmm. not that, like, not that I don't love John Tyson. Your Jones. teams just, just give away everybody, don't they? Uh, yeah, every WVU player. Well, I mean, you know, the Titans that. cut their entire roster, but, like. Yeah, and they cut, they didn't get David Long back. It, and his contract with the Dolphins is only, like, two-year, 11 million. I can't wait for you to cut Kevin Byard. Dude. It won't be a good day. Like, My favorite is when Luke Blaine gets upset over <laughs> stuff that he has no control over. It's so great. You should have chose better it? sport franchises. I get no, that. I, I like was, the Blue Jackets, and that's like I, I was. I was cursed as a child, and that's why that's you got why to choose your own. I, I thought. No, I did. I did. But I let, let me tell you about let me tell you about becoming a Titans fan. I I don't think I, I, all I, right. I set myself up for this. I I'm glad this is WVU related. I, yeah, it is. Uh, all right, well then I guess no, it's, it's fine. Not, <laughs> no, it's not actually. No, no, becoming a Titans fan, I was literally like, I want to root for a bad team because this was coming off of the 2014 season. I want to like root two. for a bad team. Why? Uh, why root, in the hell I would anybody for a bad want that? team so that I can enjoy it more whenever they're successful? And wrong wrong <laughs> wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hey you're the one the seed this year you're hosting that. cincinnati that's the five. Oh, Tannehill throws five interceptions oh 
Oh no! That defense. The defense had nine sacks. Yes, they nine did nine sacks. Imagine if you just ran the ball game. and controlled the game. Yeah, I imagine. It's okay. Imagine. You have a better offensive imagine coordinator now a... than I do. Uh, Tim Kelly. I'd rather have him. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. He was some. Co- I remember all the Titans fans were really excited whenever we signed him because mm-hmm. it was like, apparently he did really well in college or whatever. But do, do you know why else this is my favorite time of year? Why? Because the political ads are back. <laughs> my absolute favorite thing. Because <laughs> they all have the same narrator, no matter who's doing it. You yeah. know, if it's a pro pro right or pro left. It's still the same guy talking. So funny to me. <laughs> Oh yeah. my goodness! So many good things about media, Luke. I can't wait to go into this yeah. field. Cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It is. This, this is fantastic. Is it? Uh, I would yeah. like to give a shout out to my guy, Doctor Jones. I talked to him earlier this week. Uh, yeah, he listens, so that's good to hear. Yes. Um, I'm taking his class again next semester. I get two yeah. straight semesters at Doctor Jones. Yeah, he uh, well, Trenton, the editor in chief of the Daily Athenaeum, told me, you know, you get Dr. Jones listening to sports podcasts, that's a pretty good thing. I told Dr. Jones, he said, that, he goes, I'm a sports guy, I just don't have time for it. And I was like, well, yeah. see, that's why we're here. He goes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we try to give you some fun with the sports. We hope today was fun. I don't know. You yeah. got anything else? I, I mean, I can keep talking, I just today. don't know if anybody wants to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in all honesty, I do have to submit. Oh, okay. This final project in about five less about four and a half hours. So I'm guessing. Are you is. just literally going to sit there and do that? Yeah. Nice. Gonna have to. I have two other things. I I, I would like to mention too. Uh, friend of the program, Ren Baker. Yeah, I just called him that. Um, friend of the program. Yeah. Yeah. He had on one of the best jackets I've ever seen. He wore it at golf earlier this week. Then he had it on again yesterday. Oh, he had yeah. it on today at baseball. The old golden blue logo with the state with the diagonal WVU in it. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, it's, I mean, it's just a Mac. Yeah. I, I'm very excited. You know, that's something we haven't talked about either. We're, it's, it's West Virginia's year for the Nike redo oh. every five years. So it should be new uniforms for everybody and new gear yeah. that can be purchased. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, we An should. Uh, we time. should do. We talked about this a little bit. We should go back and. Uh, we should like rank all the uniforms by sport. Okay, I think we should do that. That's a great because I, I, I remember you, you. You messaged me and you were like, outside of the golf team, tennis has like the best uniform. Yeah, and I agree. They do. I, I, well, I mean, I I personally haven't seen like the golf uniforms, but I love love the tennis uniforms. People well, the tennis ones wanting... are great because they incorporate every logo. Yeah, it, it, it like they had like I wish. So all right, I guess we're gonna talk. Do about they this even have quick. black alternates? Everybody's talking about like, yeah, we want black yeah. alternates, football, right. basketball. Like we already have them in tennis, baby. Uh, I, they're, I and they're would, sweet. I would love for the Mountaineer man. I think that's what they call him, right? The the yeah. silhouette of the Mountaineer that they use on like ESPN broadcasts for us. That's never on actual uniforms. I would love for that to be on a uniform. Yeah, and tennis has it. And that's when I yeah. uh, they have the and then they have the state outline one. It's great. I did not mention this to Sean Kovich because I did not get a chance to talk to him. But Oklahoma State does it and Michigan State do it. And I'm sure some other programs do it when they have mascots that are able to do it. They have Oklahoma State has Pistol Pete instead of him, you know, shooting with the guns or whatever. He's swinging a golf club. 
Michigan State has Sparty swinging the golf club as their logo. And it looks yeah. like the PGA logo, but it's, you know, Sparty. I don't know Sparty's name. I think he has a name. It might just be Sparty, though. I don't remember. And then Oklahoma State's Pistol Pete, he's like following through on a golf shot. Why could we not have that with the Mountaineer? I think that's absolutely terrific. Oh, that would be great. Right. Right. Come on. I I, I do love that idea. Like every other school has a couple different logos that they use. All of the stuff here is flying WV, which I love the flying WV, but it, it's mm-hmm. nice to have some other logos too. You know, baseball is the old WV logo like that. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Oh I just man, I wish our audience could see you trying to recreate that with your hands. <laughs> I... <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, that'll definitely be something we talk about in the summer. Um, so I may or may not see you tomorrow. Probably not. But I will see you for sure on Wednesday and on Thursday. And then it's summertime, boys. Um, yep. Also, baseball plays Penn State on Tuesday. You can listen to that game right here on U92. It'll be fun. You can listen to me talk out there. Yeah. Oh, did lacrosse win today? No, they did not. <sighs> Unfortunately, they were leading the whole game and gave up a late goal, and that was it. Yeah. Did not score, in, or they scored one in the fourth, but they allowed three, and they lost 8-7. It was a tight game against the Temple Owls. So they'll have to regroup and see what they can do this offseason. So, but uh, <laughs> that's a fun partnership as well that United 2 is starting with the lacrosse team here at West Virginia. I guess that'll do it then today, huh? Is the weather yeah. going to get nice this week? I pray it does. Let me check the weather. Yeah, no, I got to dress. Pro- I got to dress professionally one of these days. So I'd live, be cold live weather it. with Tanner and Luke on the MSI podcast. Yeah. All right, Morgan. We, we we have it all. Uh, it's forty five today. Forty five. Uh, fifty four. Yeah, 60, 61 Tuesday. Seventy on Thursday. Great. It's going to yeah. be super hot. All the frats will be throwing a party while we do the draft show. That's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, I don't even know the names of them. Saw a girl get her car booted up last week right outside the studio window. Oh, yeah, that we did. Um, I don't know whatever the one is that throws the big parties that have, like, the fenced-in yard. It's just so loud. And it's like, man, I'm trying to do a radio show here. I think that might be Sig New. Yeah, I don't sure. I know why I know that, but... Maybe. I don't know. I know why you know that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a big frat boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. This was the MSI Podcast. Mm-hmm.